here series. We're really in week two, but it's really week three because I came out of get up with part of this message. But we're calling this series Be Believable. Say that with me. Be. One more time. Say it out loud. A little bit. Come on. Be. Why wouldn't we be believable? Well, I think a lot of people aren't real. They're playing. I think the church is playing. A lot of church is playing. I, I don't like to come here to play. I do come here and have fun. I love the singing. Love loving on you guys. But why are we going to do that? Why are we going to play with Jesus? Let's play Jesus. It sounds a little mm, not so good. But we do that. <clears throat> and we need to be real. We, we've got a world. We're seeing it come apart. Is that true, yes or no? I'm personally seeing more suicides, personally, personally in my circle. Why? Where our, our world's unraveling. Things that people are pushing today from the very top government, pushing stuff that isn't just anti-Bible, it's straight up evil. And it's wrong. You know, it's just it's the way it is. You know what I mean? But... But the church is following suit and doing it. It's just crazy. Our world, I really think, they don't need somebody to be a Pharisee or a hypocrite or to judge them. But it, it would be nice to see if somebody could really live out Christ before them and show them love and show them real compassion. They, they really care. But also holding to a standard that is God's will and God's way and God's word. But we need to live that out. And it's, it's hard, ain't it? Yes, it's hard. But it's our calling. He hasn't called us to be fake, says he, yes or no. Be phony and follow me. Is that what he said? No. He says stuff like deny yourself, take up my what? Cross and follow me. For me to live is what? Christ and to die is what? Vain. Amen. I can do how many things through Christ? All things through Christ. So there's so many things, so much to our, 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 that's available for us to live for the Lord, but we need to be believable. There's no option here. There's no option. We need to be real. Yes or no? Amen. So let's go. Let's go to the message this morning. I'm hearing a little buzzing. It could be me. It's me? Okay, it is me. I hear, I hear things. I hear voices. If you're here for the first time, you're already realizing he is an odd joker. But what a nice-looking man. You know. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> here we go. Come on. And personality off the chain. Forget about it. Let's go with the Word this morning. Amen? Come on. Come on. Let, let's stay with what God says and not what Gary says. Amen? Come on. Got a message today. Old or new which is it? Which is it? Which one is it in your life? Okay. What does that mean? Let's get into it. For the next two weeks, we're going to study the life of a man named Saul of Tarsus. Saul of Tarsus. He later became what? Paul. Paul. Sounds similar. S-P. Saul or Paul. Old or new. Which is it? Amen. Let's talk about it. But let's learn the Bible as we're doing it. Let's learn some Scripture. Let's learn the Bible together. 
other than just having a Bible story, maybe we can learn something about us today. Amen? That's what I like to do. So let's check it out. Being believable. This is a scripture you should memorize. You ought to know this. Say it out loud with me. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become what? New. For all things are of God, who's reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, has given us now this ministry of reconciliation. Since we're new in Christ, we have a job to do. And that job is to help bring other people to the Lord. But if you do it in a fake way or an unbelievable way, it's not going to happen. Okay? It's not going to happen. To wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them. And now he's committed to us the word of what? Reconciliation. Now then, we're what now for Christ? We're what? Big fancy word. We're what? 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 You mean I'm an ambassador now? Yeah. Maybe the UN didn't make you one. Good. 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 I'd rather be one for the Lord. Amen. Come on, because he's straight up honest. Okay. So, but we've been called ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be reconciled to God. For he has, say this verse with me, another great verse. For he hath made him, that's Jesus, for he has made Jesus, say it with me, to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the what? Righteousness of God in him or in Jesus Christ. So a lot of scripture right there. We're going to unpack some of it, and we're going to go somewhere on a ride together. But I want you to learn this verse with me. This is the one that I want you to see. Would you say it with me? Let's just try it a couple of times. How many say, I already know it? I don't need you. I don't need you. Here we go. Let's try it. Let's see for the others, though. Here we go. Therefore, if any man or woman be in Christ, he is a new creature. Another word for that is creation. But creature's fine. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become what? You might say, I don't understand the Bible. How hard is this to say? How hard is this, yes or no? Let's try it again. If any man be in Christ, a believer in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become what? One more time. If any man be in Christ, he is a creature all things are behold all things are become there's the battle what's it going to be i'm in christ old things are passed away are they behold all things are become new are you living like that the world sees us saying something but living this way telling them it can be this way but when they look our way, we're this way. And their head's spinning off their shoulders. Next week's message is called, I'm so dizzy, their head is spinning. Know the old song? I'm so dizzy, my head is spinning. But guess what? It's not our head that's spinning. It's the world's head that's spinning. When we live a dizzy life. You hear me or not? We don't like it out of politicians, do we? Yes or no? Do we like it when they say one thing and do another? Do we like that? Yes or no? But I think the church does that. We make these promises to God. 
and we become this Christian and we forget our promises. Don't we? Yes or no? We get elected. It's funny. The Bible calls children of God elected. We win the election and we live like we never made that commitment to the Lord. And I'm not getting down on you. I'm trying to say that's me too. That's me too. Something's got to give here. Yes or no? Amen. It's called be believable. Come on. So no older new, which is it? Now we're going to go somewhere. Let's go, Raj. Let's take a trip. All right? I cannot be the old and the new at the same time. Wonder who said that? I did. I'm a genius, aren't I? I can't be old and new at the same time. I just can't. It's not believable, is it? Look at my new shoes that are all wore out. It doesn't work. Look at my new clothes you tell somebody. got holes all in them. That's the way they see us. I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. And they look at our life and we're full of holes. We're shot. And they're wondering, what? What? And they're saying, I don't want you. I don't want that. I'm sick of that. I see it all around me. People have lied to me my whole life. And now you're doing it. You hear me or not? It's just not believable. We want to be believable. Amen? So, God has even given us a new what? A new name. You might say, you mean I got me a new name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got a new name. And here's what the Bible says. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him that overcomes, I'll give to eat of the hidden manna, and I'll give him a white stone. And in the stone, a new what? A new name which no man knows, saying he that receives it. God has given you a new name. How many have ever heard that song? There's a new name written down in where? And it's whose? came from this Scripture. You've been given a new name. We're a new creature in Christ. It's not that he hasn't done what he said he's going to do. He's a friend that sits closer than a brother. We talked about that last week. But that's a big difference, him walking beside you and being with you and him being in you. There's a difference. You can say what you want to. Not to say you're not a Christian. When you put your faith in Christ, he's good for it. We're just the ones that ain't good for it. And how do I become that person he wants me to be? I believe last week's message hit the nail on the head. I really do. I believe the filling of the Holy Spirit is to be filled with God's love. But it's you've got to say, Lord, crawl up inside of me. Come on and live in my life. I want to be filled with your love. I want to be patient and kind. I don't want to be proud, arrogant. I don't want to be rude to people. That's not what my call is on my life. You have changed me. You're, you're with me. You can come inside of me and you can help me. Amen or oh me. I don't want to keep a list of wrongs that people have done to me. I want to forgive. I want to let that go, Lord, because you forgave me for crying out loud. Do you see how that works or not? So the filling of the Holy Spirit as of last week, he said, now by its faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is what? See, faith is in God, hope is in God, but love is who? Love is God. And so he wants you and me to be filled with his love, and we'll be, we'll be what? We'll be what? Believable. The songwriter is right. What the world needs now is what? Love. What kind of love? The, love, the church ain't giving off sweet love. We're giving off a hate. We're giving off an anger many times. We're giving off a hip, hypocritical love. But I tell you what, very few people will refuse sweet love. Amen or oh me. It's just really hard, isn't it, to see somebody that's sweet. And I hate you for being so sweet. Get off my yard. You know what I'm saying? 
Or somebody does something nice for you, opens the door, picks up your tab at a restaurant. Oh, I hate you for paying my bill. You make me sick. It's just hard to be unkind to sweetness, isn't it? Yes or no, amen. And the world needs that. God wants to do that in your life and in my life. So, so guys, there's a battle. I hope I'm not boring you to tears. Are we okay? I'm convinced that several things keep us from being the new person that Jesus wants us to be. What? Yeah. We're fixing to study this man, Saul. And we're going to look at his life, and we're going to see some things in his life. And guess what I found? They're in your life and in my life, too. And they keep us being the old person instead of that new person in Christ. So let's go with it now. Here we go. Pop it up, Raj. Number one, number one, what keeps us from being that new person? Why do we keep morphing back into the old man, the old nature, the old way? These are my words. We're going to back it up with Saul's life in just a second. Our education and our upbringing. That's my words. Our education and our upbringing keeps us from being that new person in Christ. Most of us have an education, don't we? Yes or no? We grew up in this country. And most of us have upbringing. Good, bad, or ugly, we got some, don't we? Yes or no? And a lot of times it comes with garbage and baggage and and crap, and, and it makes us who we are. Would you agree with that, yes or no? So now I'm a Christian. I'm in Jesus, okay? And now all of a sudden I'm just supposed to not have the education I've had and not be the person I've been made to be, whether it's hurt and pain or struggle or beliefs. If the system taught you, you don't, you're, you're just an accident. You did, God didn't create you. You're just a big bang. It just blew up. I'm telling you, this stuff gets into us and it sticks with us. Yes or no? And there's this battle going on between this new life and this life that I've lived my whole life. You tell me you want me to be believable, but I'm not supposed to be this. No, it's going to be a battle. But it's, going to be, it's always going to be tough being that new person in Christ. So let's look. Saul of Tarsus. Let's just look at his life. You might say, well, who is he? Well, let's talk about him. Here we go. Who is he? Why are we talking about it? Well, he was educated. Isn't that funny? Saul was an educated man. Most of us what? Don't you think most of us in this room can read, yes or no? Most of us have watched some TV, yes or no? Some of us have higher education, which makes you even crazier. Yes or no? We send our young people off to colleges hoping that they won't come back atheists. Is that true? Is that the truth? Of course it's the truth. It's sad. It will make you understand better the educational system in this country. I hate to be ugly, guys, but Satan wants to keep you old. Wants to screw with your head. Look at parents today. They've checked out on their kids. Checked out on their kids. So many have. Yes or no, amen. And I'm a parent. And I find myself doing it. There's a battle going on. No wonder. No wonder. Hmm. And if you try to stand up for education like we saw in Sarasota County, parents are fed up. They're fed up. Guess what? All the ones that wanted change and wanted to put uh, power back in the parents' hands, all of them won. Every one of them won. Amen. Good. Great. Great. And I know that I'm not trying to be political, but it, it is. It is. Satan's the god of this world. He's the god of this world. He's the prince of the power of the air. And there's always going to be a fight for the old and the new. And most of it's because of our upbringing and our education. Here's what Paul, here's what the Bible says. 
I'm verily a man, Saul speaking, which am a Jew. I was born in Tarsus, a city in Cilicia. Yet I was brought up in this city at the feet of Gamaliel. Gamaliel. I was taught according to the perfect manner of the law of the fathers, and I was zealous toward God, as you all are this day. So he was educated at the feet of Gamaliel. Who was that? He was a leading teacher of Hebrew law at the influential school in Jerusalem. So Saul grew up educated. He grew up knowing the law of God. That's the first five books of the Old Testament, many of the prophets and the law of the prophets. He was educated in that. He was schooled in that. And so many of us are similar. We have strong opinions, don't we? Yes or no? Amen. This is God's way. Walk in it. But you've got your education and your old way, and it's arguing with it. Does that make sense to you all? Am I talking above our heads this morning? So there's this battle going on. Why do I do the things I do? Because you're a nut, okay? And God knows it, and He loves the snot out of you. And it's hard for Him to get in. He wants to come into your life. He wants to change your life. Does He want to save me? Of course He wants to save me. But then He wants you to be filled with Him. He wants you to be used by Him. He, it, it pains Him to see our world. It pains Him to see people lost and going to hell. When there's a church like Fellowship Church that can make a difference in a town called Inglewood and Port Charlotte and Venice, we can't do it all. I know that. But you'd be surprised what you could do if you, if you tried. Amen say. But as we do it in the old man, it makes you tired. And it ain't working. And they don't see it. They see the phoniness. So we have to fight this old. So number one reason that we, we morph back into the old ways, the old man, we don't let the Holy Spirit, the living God, which is the love of God, flow in and out of our life to other people. It's because of who we are and our past. Yes or no? Y'all hear me or not? How many raise their hand and say, Pastor, I struggle with my past. Are you okay putting a hand up? I just struggle. I struggle with that. I struggle. Well, he wants to help you. Hear me or not? Yes or no? He's the one that called you. He's the one that said, I want you to follow me and be fishers of men. Beautiful. Keep looking. What else causes us to morph into the old man? Well, isn't that funny right there? Our what? Our religion. I meet people often that do not. They're not going to heaven. They're not going to heaven. They are not firm believers in Christ. They aren't. But you know what? They're happy staying right where they are in the church they're in. Or they're happy believing what they believe, which is not the truth. You hear me or not? It's funny how religion can get a hold on you, can't it? Yes or no? I'm good. Grandma did it. I'm doing it. Man, we need to know the Lord. We need to have Him be real in our life. Amen? And not like... When you ask somebody you're a Christian, and the first thing you go, well, I go to this church. I didn't ask you that. If you died, do you know you'd go to heaven? Well, I hope so. I think so. Why can't you know that? Why can't you know that Jesus loves you this? I know for the Bible done told me so. Amen. Why can't we know that? People need to see that out of us. They need to see not an arrogance but a confidence that if he loved my sorry tale, he'll sure love you. But they need somebody real to see that from. But our religion keeps us from that. Look at Saul again. Saul of Tarsus. He was religious. Look at it. And most of us what? How many grew up with some form of religion? Some form. Can I see hands lifted up? Some form. 
Look at that. Now, here's the tough question. How many of you grew up with that some form of religion? It was later before you really put your faith in Christ. Can I see some hands? Gosh, it looked like the same hands almost. It's a battle, ain't it, say, old and new. Look at, look at Saul. Now, I flipped over to Philippians instead of Acts. Let's look at this one. Though I might have confidence in the flesh, if any man thinks that he has whereof he might trust in the flesh... Paul writing, but he was Saul. He says, I more. I was circumcised the eighth day. You talk about religious. I was of the stock of Israel. I was of the tribe of Benjamin. I'm a Hebrew of the what? You can't get no more religious than me. As touching the law, I was the granddaddy of them all. I was the top echelon. I was a what? A what? Pharisee. That just doesn't mean a fake, guys. It's come to mean that in our terminology. But he was a leader of the Jews, a, a, a ruler of the Jews. So he was very, very religious. Very religious. And you might say, wow, then he was a great guy, right? He was a great guy. He was educated at the feet of Gamaliel. He was religious. He was a Hebrew of the Hebrews. But he was lost. You can have all the education. You can have the upbringing and you can have the religion and you can still be lost and a tool of Satan himself. And people see it. And the Bible says, Jesus actually said, when we try to reach people in that kind of condition, we make them twofold the child of hell. They're already on the way to hell, but when they met you, they really go into hell. That's tough talk, ain't it? When people meet you, are they doubly going to hell now? They got their ticket and you went ahead and stamped it for them. That's what happens when we're not believable. Y'all hear me or not? It's a pretty big deal, isn't it? Yes or no? So let's keep looking. So what's the number three thing? So now wait a minute. Wait a minute. Educated, my upbringing can keep me being that old man. I'm talking about even after I'm saved, I can still live over like this. Amen or oh me? Or I'm, I'm flipping, flopping back and out. And I do that. I do that. And then my religion, church, fellowship, church, and our relationship with Christ, if we're not careful, it can become our what? Our religion. Instead of a relationship with the Lord, you can look to fellowship, church, or Pastor Gary to get you to heaven. I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to bust hell wide open. You hear me? You need the Lord. And if I can help you to the Lord, that's what I want to do. But you don't want to stop at me because you're still going to hell. You need to get past me to him. Amen. And it would be nice if people didn't have to crawl over us to get to Jesus. It would be nice if we're ushering them to Jesus. Amen. So that's what I'm talking about, being believable. So the third thing is this. He had all that, but he had a what? He had a dark side. Guess who else has a dark side? Take a wild guess. Do, do we have a dark side, yes or no? We have a dark side, guys. And because of our dark side, what do I mean? Our thoughts. Some of that education, that upbringing, that religion can surely screw up our head a little bit too, can't it? And we're already sinners. We're already bent, screwed up anyway. That's how we come into this world, like this. Okay? And so I'm trying to make sense of today is, is why do I go back into the old man? Why do I keep doing the old ways? What is it with that? 
And I'm really trying to also make you think about last week. Instead of having him alongside of you, why don't you ask him to crawl up inside of you? Why don't you say, Lord, live in my life. Change me. But that means you've got to repent. That means you've got to say, you know what? The old way ain't getting it. The old, the old guy just ain't cutting it. I mean, as a believer in Christ, this old thing ain't just, it ain't working. I want you to live through me now. And I want you to hold me accountable. Here's your word. It says this, especially in the love, right? How many cannot read that? So if you're impatient with people, eh, he ain't living in you. Yes or no, amen. Or if you're rude to people, but I just come from church. You're not believable. Doesn't mean you're not a Christian. I know others would argue with me. If you're a believer in Christ, you're a believer in Christ because he's good for it. Amen? Can we thank the Lord for his faithfulness? Come on, let's thank the Lord for his faithfulness. Amen. But that shouldn't make us lazy. It should make us love Him. Amen. And let Him flow through us. So, Saul had a dark side. Most of us do. Most of us do. Let's look at his dark side. Concerning zeal. Saul said, I persecuted the who? The church. Who is the church? Believers in Jesus. Touching the righteousness which is the law, I was what? You looked at Saul, you would have said, now there is a perfect man. There is a very, very, very fine, righteous man. Okay? And we can do that. We can do two things at one time. We can persecute somebody and keep the law at the same time. That's how crazy screwed up we are. Are y'all hearing the message at all today or not? I watched a movie last night. A lot of cussing in it. It is rough. But it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Unfortunately, a lot of it's not the truth today, but it, it can be the truth. And it's called Father Stew with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, it is funny, isn't it? It's funny. But the point is, is that it gives you a little glimpse into his life and inside the Catholic Church, etc. And it was, a, it was quite a while ago, and so it shows you even where the church today, the Catholic church, our church, we've moved a long way from where we used to be. You hear me or not? But it just showed, it was just a really a good movie uh, showing what God can do in your life. And He wants you to be real. Say that with me. He wants me to be what? One of the reasons I liked the movie last night, and I told Kim, we were watching it, not with the kids, but we were watching that movie. And one of the reasons I liked the movie, because so many Christian movies, they leave out the cussing, they leave out, and I understand why they do it. I get it. I get it. We well, don't want to, you know, have all that mess in your church. I guess I get it. But you can't really see the real person if you don't know the real person. You understand or not? Have I lost you? And that's what I liked about the movie last night. It let you really see the real person. I mean, this guy was horrible. He was a horrible scoundrel. He was bad, bad news. Amen? All he wanted was that girl, and he'd do anything to get it. You know what I mean? So he went to church just to get her. But the funny thing is... God got him. Why? Yeah, praise the Lord. It's good, man. Come on. It's a true story. But why, why let God get you and not fill you up? Why, not let, why, why let God get you and not be all that you can be for him? Amen? And he had a dark side. And you would see it. Now, I, what I liked about it, it was sort of funny. He's doing the right thing. He's trying to do the right thing. And out of his mouth flops his cuss word. <laughs> And I've been with some of you, and you've done that. 
And I've had people, forgive me, Father. They think I'm a priest or something. But did you know God is all right with you growing and, and, and just being, if you're on a journey to become real, well, we want to clean it up so quick. You know, you, am I getting you listening to me or not? If you're not careful, you can be educated and you can be all that and you can have your religion and you can, if you're not really careful, you can have that dark side and that's good side and you can operate like that. But the world is seeing clearly through your garbage and my garbage. Are we all right? I persecuted this way. The early church was called people of the what? Way. And, the, and unto death, binding and delivering uh, men and women into prison. Okay? Keep going. I want you to see this one thing. I want you to see what he did. So he would persecute people. This man, Saul. I want to give you just a story. Look at it. It's in the Bible. There was a man named Stephen, a child of God. He was full of faith and power. He did great wonders and miracles among the people. Stephen loved the Lord with all his heart. It showed in his life and on his face. People arose against uh, Stephen from the synagogue. They were of the synagogue of the Libertines and Cyrenians of Alexandria. And of, some of them were from Cilicia. Uh-oh, that's where Saul's from. And of Asia, disputing with Stephen, arguing with what he was teaching. And they were not able to resist his wisdom. <laughs> and the spirit by which he spoke, a spirit of love. He was getting through to the people because he loved the snot out of them. Then they born men, they got men to come against Stephen and say, we've heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and against God. And they stirred up the people. And the elders and the scribes, religious leaders, they came to Stephen and they caught him. And they grabbed him and they brought him before the council. These are the high muckety-muck religious people. And they set up what kind of witnesses? Religion, setting up false witnesses against a good man preaching truth and loving people, which said, this man ceases not to speak blasphemy against the holy place and the law. For we've heard him say that Jesus of Nazareth shall destroy this place, shall change the customs which Moses delivered unto us. And all that sat in the council looked steadfastly on him. Say this last part with me. And saw Stephen's face as it had been the face of an did you know love, if you let the Holy Spirit come into your life and love through you, did you know it will show up in your face? Did you all hear me or not? I, I just love that line. I love that line. They're trying to, and they come against him, but they, they do it to a man who's full of love, and you can see it on his face. And when they heard these things, they were cut to their heart. They gnashed on him with their teeth. That obviously means words and things like that. But it was, it was really bad. But he, being full of the Holy Spirit, looked up steadfastly to heaven, and he saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. As these people are coming against him, going to kill him, gnashing on his, with their teeth. Maybe they were even biting on him. Who knows what they were doing? But he saw the Lord in his, in his, in his mind, in his heart. He said, I see the heavens open, the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice, and they stopped their ears. They ran upon him with one accord. Now they're all on top of him. And they cast him out of the city, and they stoned this good man, a good godly man, a loving man. They killed him. They murdered him. And the witnesses laid down the clothes, their clothes at a young man's feet, whose name was who? 
The guy was educated. He was good upbringing. He was religious. He was blameless. But he's overseeing a lynching and a murder of one of the best men that the Bible ever introduces us to. Guys, we we need to work real hard not to be the old man. Y'all hear me or not? This This is a fight worth fighting. And Saul was consenting unto his death, the Bible says. At that time, there was a great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem, and they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial. They made a great lamentation over him. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering into every house, and hauling men and women and committing them to prison. Wow! Y'all hear me or not? I cannot be the old and the new at the same time. I just can't. Okay? Last point. It's just not believable. (laughs) It's not believable. Okay? I'm educated. I have people tell me that. I'm educated. People come and tell me how much they've done for God in the church. But they're living another life. They're, They're argumentative. They're fussy. They're pains in the rear end. But I'm and I'm a believer. I'm a pastor. I'm a Christian. I can only imagine what the unsaved world's saying. It's probably some cuss words. Y'all hear me or not? Thank you. Last point. We're done. I know we have communion. I'm gonna fly out of here. Here we go. No one's beyond hope. Say that out loud. No one's what. I love it. How about this joker? Is he beyond hope? If you know your Bible, you realize, no, he ain't beyond hope. Let's see it real quick. We're going to pick it up next week, but we're going to see this part real fast. Neither are who. And Saul was breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord. He went to the high priest. He desired letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of the way, the followers of Christ, whether they're men or women, that he could bring them bound to Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near to Damascus. And suddenly a light shined round about him from heaven. And Saul fell to the earth. And he heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I'm Jesus, whom you persecute. It's hard for you to kick against the pricks. I like the King James because that word's in there. It means sharp stick. It means sharp stick. And Saul, trembling and astonished, said, said out loud with me, Lord, what will you have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise, you go to the city. The one you were going to, you keep going. It's going to be told you what you're going to do. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless. They heard a voice, but they didn't see any man. And Saul arose from the earth. And when his eyes were opened, he saw no man. He was basically blinded. And they led him by the hand 
And they brought him to Damascus. Now here's the good news. We got to quit. Isn't that good news? That's the old we saw today. Next week we're going to see the new. And just as we learned that he is us and we're him, we're going to learn next week that he is us and we're him. We can be new. Amen? Let's thank the Lord for his word this morning. I think we did far enough right there. Good right there. Amen.